It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie in the Ooh La La Studios. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Oh, bonsoir, Simon Marcel. Yes. So, Simon, I watched you on TV tonight. You did on FYI, right? Yes, I saw In Bed with Simon. You're so great on that show. Thank you, Angie. Yeah, I mean, listen, it is probably as as crazy than to be with you in the studio. Really? Yes. I think that uh, being on this bed in public... Uh, and have people comfortable. It's one of the things which uh, producer Jill Capture, you know, uh, only on our website we have this. We have the behind the scenes. You right. can't find it on FYI. And uh, a producer Jill who uh, was there with, with me there filmed couples after being in bed with me. And, and you should watch this. It's on the, the website, simonandangie.com. Right. It sounded so funny. Jill filmed me after being in bed with these couples. Now, let's well, let's make sure people know that everybody has their clothes on. You're on the bed on top oh, yes. of the covers. And you are talking to them it's, about love and romance and dating. Absolutely. It's a conversation at Yes, trois. yes. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, I always, you know, wonder what people think after being in bed with me or on bed with me. And and you should check it out. What is it and what does it feel for them? Yeah. Right? And and there is this clip that Jill put together with our web uh, people here at Our Hearted and SimonAndEngie.com yes. behind the scenes of In Bed With Simon. I love the behind the scenes stuff. I love the show because you have to be really brave to be on the show. When you call in to the rendezvous here at 855-905-8255, you know, we can change your name. Like nobody sees your face, but you have to be bold to be on that bed. So uh, Absolutely. And I love the people who um, come with me and we talk and I have plenty of questions, crazy questions. It's a lot of fun. And you know what works so well? Because it's in public, everybody feels safe. You know, at right. first I thought, oh my God, being in bed in public, that's going to scare everybody. Right. It's the contrary. It's like having coffee at the mall. You're Nothing always can okay. No, yeah. there's plenty of people around. Witnesses. Yes. And plus, you're with Simon, and Simon's just a teddy bear well, of romance. Thank you, thank you Angie. Very sweet. Listen, we're going to get down and dirty on this show. Not dirty. We're going to get down and romantic <laughs> <laughs> on this show. We're going to check the inbox for Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Yes, absolutely. When we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We are going into the humongous stack of emails here for Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. People that need some advice Mm -hmm. on their love lives. This is Katrina from Elizabethtown, Kentucky. She says, Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Katrina. I'm a single mom, and Uh I'm having a really hard time dating. I have three kids, and I feel like guys think I have too much baggage, so they stop dating me. I'm not looking for a new father for my kids. I just want a partner. Do you think it's better to tell the guys I date about my kids on the first date, or should I wait a little bit longer so they actually get a chance to know me before they judge me? What is your advice for Katrina, Simon? I really... I um I think being a, a single man, I've I've dated single moms with kids, and and uh, women who've had kids have maturity that is wonderful. That is an extra layer of, mm-hmm. of life. Um, I don't think you should be worried about it. I think at first it's not about your kids, about you and him. So I would not, if it doesn't come up naturally in the conversation, worry about it. All I would do really is just uh you know on the second date or third date talk about it. It's not something I know. Some women are rejected because of that. Right. That's a shame. It's really a shame mm-hmm. uh, because women who have given birth, you know, have this sexual layer. But I think that 
on the first date, it's not about you kids, it's not about your parents, it's not about your brother, your sister, or about your nieces. It's about you and him. Finding that connection. That's exactly. One man, one woman having a meal together, just talking. So I would not talk about it on the first meal, but I would say the truth if the guy asks. I was just going to say that. If you have children, you, you have, have to, to be honest. Proudly, yes, I do. And I know there are people who don't say it at all for a while. I'd never understood that because I've heard, you know, people say, well, I don't want to like, you know, give them all the because of this reason. They think that the guy's going to run away. But at the same time, I don't know how you can go on a date as a mother. I'm a mother and not I mean, your kids are such a part of your life. They're they're like an appendage. You know, they're always with you. They're always around. I don't know how it doesn't come up. It just is your day to day life. Uh, yes, but Angie, you were single at one point. Yes. And you've been with you know single mom for mm-hmm. I was single and dating so, at one point as a mother. And, uh-huh. and how did you handle it? Um, it it's interesting how I handled it. it. I didn't handle it very well. Um, not not that I was upset or or I had bad dates or anything. I just I was so overwhelmed with the concept of being suddenly a single mother um, and having a career and trying to figure all that out that I don't think I really made myself very available mm-hmm. at first. But I do want to talk more about... Yeah, because I'm interested in your experience and how did you... Yes. And your perspective as a single mom. And and now remember, when I was dating before I ever had my child, it was still traditional dating. When I was, again, thrust into single momhood, then it was like a different dating world oh, okay. as well. They, we had Facebook. We had all these different things. There was online Social dating. Media. And yeah, so uh, it was very different. But I will get into that. We're going to yes, talk about more about there's so many single parents out there trying to navigate this whole dating world and, and figure out, you know, where they are and where's the guy. And there's so many factors that go into it. It is. It's, it's crazy. So let's talk more about that. Dating as a single parent. Coming up next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Hello. We are talking about a, a heavy subject, kind of heavy, something I know a lot about. We were talking about the email that we got on Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Mm-hmm. Woman Katrina is trying to date as a single mother. Boy, I know what that's all about. And there's so many people that have that same struggle, single moms, single dads, trying to navigate the dating world. And it is hard, I think, when you first start dating someone. How much do you talk about with the kids? How much do you talk do you t- talk about the ex and things like that? Because we're always afraid that people will find it to be baggage. They'll feel overwhelmed. Or they think that we're looking for a daddy. When we're not looking for a dad for our kids, did we're you, looking for a partner. Did you find from your experience of, of dating as a single mom that men would reluctant to ask you that question? Or how did men turn around around it? Were they beating around the bush? Um, No, I think it came up organically on dates. I don't know that I ever went on a date where it didn't come up on the first date. Not because I, you know, put it right out there like, hi, I'm Angie, I have a daughter, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just comes up because when you're a parent, it's such a part of your life. It's your day-to-day, everyday life. And so it's hard not to talk about the things you do every day without mentioning your kids because they're always there. For sure. So it would come up. Um, I feel like I could s- see in their eyes immediately if they were like, oh, God, or if they were cool with it. And it takes a very mature person that can appreciate um, the fact that we have a life that isn't all about them because right. we can't just give a thousand percent to the person we're dating because we have to give our time to our children. Um, of course. I mean, I have no problem at all with it, and I think it's a blessing. But I I know from 
my friends, women, that they have suffered from some kind of rejection at times. Oh, yeah. Because of that. There is rejection involved, for sure. It did happen to me. Um, we're going to talk more about dating as a parent because um, it's hard to do. It really is. But, but let's talk about it. But when you find somebody that, that loves you and is cool with it, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Ah, so, absolutely. Yes. Let's talk about dating as a single parent. More on that coming up on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hey, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonjour, bonsoir. We're talking about dating as a single parent. And I was a single parent yes, at one were. time. It was really difficult for me to accept dates when I got asked out on a date because not only was I a single parent, I also do a morning radio show. Yes, you and do. And have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So, And then, you know, with weekends, it's every other weekend, like I would have our daughter daughter one weekend her dad would have her another weekend so literally when somebody would ask me out on a date i would say well i can go out on a date with you if it's before 8 p.m on the weekdays or every other saturday which is you know who really wants that (laughs) well but who wants you wants that who really wants you want that yes when you met so when you met you now husband jason so how did you Get into that with him and what was his reaction and how did you make it work Well, at the very beginning? At the very beginning, he was actually uh, – he said that he – that was one of the things that attracted me to him, that he liked the fact that I was a single mother, which I found shocking. And I said, why? Are you like – do you have some weird fetish for single oh. moms or something? <laughs> and he said, no. He goes, to me, it shows that you're really mature. You can handle your things. You have a life of your own. Um, it's not going to be all about me. He goes, I want somebody that's independent and I know can handle everything and, and is responsible in those things. He goes, there's a level of maturity that it takes for that, which I thought was really, really cool. Take somebody special to take on absolutely me and my child. You know? Absolutely. So it's it's not the easiest thing in the world to date while single uh, as a parent, but it's so rewarding when you find the one. But uh, we have uh, the phones lighting up. Single yes. parents that want to talk about this conversation. Are you a single parent and you're trying to date? Do you need some advice from Simon and, and myself? I've been through it. We get it. Give us a call right now. 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hi, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie. You're over here giving googly eyes to our producer, Jill. What's going on? Because I don't know if you noticed, <laughs> but uh, Jill has this little... Uh, she takes the pencil and the top of the pencil in and out and in and out. Jill is my sister oh. in anxiety. I feel her. I know. Are you doing the same with your pencil? I, I do a lot of little twitchy things that you'll notice as time goes on. I do a lot of like, I'm, I'm always like shaking my leg or moving my foot. That I do notice. That yeah, you do all the time. Move the leg. Even in bed. I have like restless leg. Yeah, I'm so hyper. Totally. Wow. Um, but anyway, back, so to, back to the back to the yes, back to the ooh la la. Let's not talk about how crazy I am again. <laughs> <laughs> back to the ooh la la. We've been talking about um, dating when you're a single parent and how that comes into the equation. We're taking a whole bunch of calls right now. Eight five five nine zero five eight two five five. Let's go to the phones from Fort Worth, Texas. Say hello to Natasha. Bonjour, Natasha. Hi. Hi, Hi Simon. Hi, Angie. How are you? Bonjour. We're so good. How are you, Natasha? Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Ooh la la. Okay, guys. I have a huge one. I got one oh, for you. Please. I like me. it. I love when somebody calls Already? and that's the first thing we hear. So let me get my popcorn. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so I'm seeing this guy and he's my boyfriend. I love him to death. 
but he just told me his ex-girlfriend's pregnant. And I know, I know. Pregnant from him? He just found out. Yes. Yes, pregnant, his baby. So let me go put yeah. another bag of popcorn in the microwave because yeah, this is good. Get me some too. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, I know. I feel sick to my stomach, but. So there was like no overlap, though, right? There was no overlap with no, you and the ex. No, she's okay, like good. six months pregnant, and we've okay. only been together four months, but I knew him before we ever got together. So. And he you know just what found I mean? out knew... that she's pregnant. Right. Oh. Right. And he's upset, but he told me that he is going to be a good father he's going to be in a baby's life mm-hmm. and he wants good. to stay with me but i don't know what to do because i don't feel like i want to deal with all that really what are you afraid of and when you say i don't want to deal with all that like what is the thing that scares you the most her the mother but because, because i don't why, want her to, i don't want her to use the baby as you know a power move on me you know, because already a couple of times she had to go to the hospital since she's been pregnant and she'll call mm-hmm. him and say, meet me at the hospital. And we're right in the middle of something dinner. You, well, you know, know, that's going to happen. Goes. That's going to happen, though. Uh, it's going to happen not only during the pregnancy, but, you know, it's going to have to happen for the next 18 years, too. If you're thinking long term, there's going to be a lot of times where she's in a call and she needs dad to come handle a situation or something. But I mean, does she want him back, do you think, or does anything like that? I don't know. I'm not sure. He says she doesn't, but, yeah, I think he's a little naive. Well, now you have to consider it, which from my point of view, a blessing happened into your life because a baby in anyone's life is a blessing. So I wouldn't be worried about the ex. I would be enjoying the fact you're going to get to know a baby. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a chance to exercise mm-hmm. wonderful love. The baby's going to love you, too. You're going to become a stepmom. It's extraordinary. I'm a godfather, a father figure to kids. I just think it's an extraordinary chance in life to be able to influence, to love and care for somebody else's child. That's the way I look at it, Natasha. I I also, Natasha, think you should stick it out because you are right now just assuming that the ex is going to be annoying and in your face. She might be. Like, yeah, she might be, but we don't know that yet. Also, this baby is half of the man that you love. So that, Uh, mm -hmm. you know, you will immediately love this child Mm -hmm, because you love your boyfriend. And so I think you have to, if you really do love him and you want to be with him, you have to embrace it because any sort of animosity, any sort of drama that you cause will push him away from you because that's going to be a humongous priority and it should be a humongous priority. But you can be a great part of this whole equation as long as everybody's mature about it, as long as, hey, we're raising this baby all together. No problem. Okay. okay? So think about it. You don't have to decide yeah, now. No. Think about it. That's all I do is think about it. <laughs> And you know what? Talk with him about it. Really talk to him about it. And if there's, you know, if you decide you're going to stay in it, you got to get to know her too. Yeah. Because you're going to be like co, you know, like I said, you're all in this thing together. So get to know mom. You know, do you got to swallow your pride because it's something bigger than you at this point. There's a bigger oh. thing going on here, you know? Okay. I appreciate you so much. You're welcome. You are so welcome. <laughs> well, I wish you all the best. I want to hear how things go. So yes. call us back. Keep us posted. Sure. Okay. All right, Natasha. Thank you. All right. Woo. I get fired up about that because I'm a mom. Uh, I know you are. (laughs) Okay. If you need some advice, Simon and I both here for you. 855-905-8255. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie.
It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking a lot today, Simon, about dating when you are a single parent. Yes. And we have an email right now from Gina from Pittsburgh. She says, hi, guys. My son, who is 15, hates the man I'm dating. There's no real reason that I know of other than he's not his dad. He asked me to stop dating him, and I don't know what to do. What would you guys do? That's a tough one when your child doesn't like the person that you're dating. Um, I would really wonder where it's coming from. I would really have to sit and talk to him, and maybe um, he wants you all to himself. I don't know how long she's been divorced, but it could have been traumatic for him, and maybe he's afraid that he'll lose her again to another man. I would really want to find the root of that. Maybe therapy could help. But I wanted to ask you, because you are a mom, and mm-hmm. and how would you have handled this? Oof. If, if my daughter didn't like the man I was dating, yes. I would... I mean, she comes first, obviously, and there's nothing more important. And I would really have to wonder where it's coming from. And if it was something that wasn't going away, I would have to move on because she's the most important thing in the world. And that's all that matters to me. But at the same time, this is a 15-year-old boy, and maybe he's very protective of his mother. He's the man in the house, and maybe he doesn't want another man in the house. And Well, I, it's possible, but I trust, you know, we said children know better. Intuition. Yeah. 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 And so I think that a nice man is always liked, you know, and a, a mean man is 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 discovered pretty quickly. So as sad as it is sometimes cuz you're right, the woman might fall in love with a guy who might be a good man as a as a boyfriend or husband, might be a very bad father. Right. And the kid feels it. So I agree with you, Angie. There's got to be a reason, first. right? There's a reason. There's a reason and your intuition rings. The kid's intuition. Remember, it's not because he's a good boyfriend or husband that he's a good father. I 1,000% agree with that. That's great advice. Okay, we're going to talk about what to expect when you date someone with kids. There's a lot. It's a lot of layers to that whole situation. You can call us and discuss it. 855-905-8255. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, it is time for Date or Dump. Yes, you know it. Stop ou encore. Stop ou encore. That's the same in French. Yeah, so it's an email we have. Maria. Mm -hmm. Maria from Barstow, Texas says, I went on a date with a guy last night, and he compared me to his ex the entire time. He would ask me a question, I would answer it, and then he would tell me what his ex would have said. It was super (laughs) weird. But he said he was trying to meet a woman who was nothing like his ex, and that was his way of finding out. He wants to go out again. He was actually really hot. But what do you guys think? Should I date or dump him? Simon. (sighs) That's a tough question because I like the honesty, the fact that he's telling you why he's doing this silly um, comparison. I would give him a second date. You know what, Angie? I would give him a second date because I like the truth. So he's honest with you. He's goofy and silly. He's going to sabotage himself, but maybe it was just the first date. If I tell you to, 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 to dump him now, we'll never know if it was just an anxiety of the first date or not. What do you have to lose to go on a second date with him, Angie? I think she should dump him. Okay, why? Because if he's comparing her out loud, I mean, yeah, if you want to do that, play that little game and see if she's like your ex, ask her questions. But do that in your mind. Like, would she have answered like that? Okay, yes, no. But why are you letting the girl on the first date know that? It's insecurity. It's silliness. Exactly. He's insecure and silly. But but I like to know things, Angie. I like to give people a second chance. Okay. Because he didn't lie. 
he said why he's doing it. Okay, well, if you're going to take Simon's advice and date him, I suggest only one more shot. I agree. And he does it again and then dumps. I say I say don't even go on another one, but Simon says date, I say dump. <laughs> or both. That's it. So, so you figure out what you, you, you want to do. You figure out and you want to give him a chance for another date or you follow Zanji's advice and you don't give a second chance. Yeah. And that's it. Talking about your ex, it can definitely sabotage a date. It's happened to me before where somebody did that to me. Oh, yeah. But there's lots of different ways that you may be sabotaging your chances of finding love at all without even knowing that you're doing it. Yeah. What are those ways? Let's mm. talk about that when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie. Bonsoir. So we're talking about sabotaging relationships or sabotaging your chance of finding love in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had an email about a woman who said that the guy kept comparing her to his ex on the date. That is really a good way to sabotage. (laughs) It is absolutely a good way, but I I still believe it's not the worst thing to do on a date. Oh, gosh. It's got to be up there as one of the worst, I think. I think. It's sabotage. Her particular case wasn't as bad, but it's it can be bad. Um, there's a lot of ways that people maybe don't even know that they're sabotaging their relationship before it even gets started or when you're in it. Um, here's a list of some things. It's from SheKnows.com. It says, you're, you badmouth your partner to others. That will sabotage your relationship. Not only would your partner be hurt if they knew, um, but regularly saying bad things about your partner paints a really negative picture in the minds of your friends and family. And it, I True. I agree with that 100%. I think you need to keep that stuff. If you're fighting, if you're, having, yes. you're going through a bad time, it's nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Um, a it's big true. one that stuck out for me on this list is getting defensive. This is how we can sabotage relationships. Defensiveness sabotages because it doesn't allow your partner to feel heard. Like if we're having a disagreement and I'm, you know, you're trying to tell me why you're upset and I'm like, but I didn't do that. What are you talking about? And I keep cutting you off or I won't let you finish. Your partner doesn't feel like they're being heard and it's probably going to lead to even more fighting. I have to admit that when my husband and I do fight, we don't fight very often, but when we do, that is our biggest problem is that neither of us will let the other person even finish their thought, and it is... And you jump, like... On, on, it, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. It, uh, uh, he would disagree, but I think he does it more than I do, and it's so frustrating to me because I, it's in my mind, I'm so, like, you're not even listening to what I'm saying, so how is this ever going to get fixed? If you don't know what the problem is... How are we going to fix the problem? You're not even listening. He's like, well, you're not right, and this isn't right, and this didn't happen. And he's always trying to find ways to prove himself right. Like he's trying to win a contest when I'm just trying to air out my feelings. It's because – not not as a need to be defensive. Give me the therapy. Yeah, so it's it's because men um, have to get to learn that – Women take more time than us to express everything. Mm-hmm. We have to wait for your last, last word of your last sentence. Right. And then not cut you off. I always say, you know, you can never cut off a woman's sentence and you can never stop a man while he's making love to you. Oh. It, it's, it's, it's a frustration. Equally frustrating. I think so. You cannot stop a woman when she's talking or, get, you know, don't. But we have to learn. We don't know that. Uh, and, and and we do it with guys and it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. So guys arguing mm-hmm. can cut each other's off. Right. And we don't take it like it's the end of the world. Right. But you can never 
take, you know, you know, cut off a woman in the middle of a sentence it, or before she's finished. It, it, nothing infuriates me more. And they're right because if I feel like I'm not being heard, it's going to lead to a completely different fight. Like, you don't even care. Like, now we're completely off the subject of what we were even disagreeing about in the first place. And now it's really blunt. It just escalates. And, and it really shows, like, it's true when you think about, you know, men can be, you know, in, you know, interrupted in the bedroom women can and it's fine right right, right. but you cannot interrupt a woman talking r- no you cannot no it, it will go bad and i promise i'm not one of those people that will just air out grievances for three hours before he can get a word in edgewise it, it's literally like i'll get one sentence in and then it's like boom 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 cut me off and oh uh, because he's afraid of rejection oh i would all, never though just like we are all Aww. so that's always you have to say i'm going to give you the tip of the day Tip of the day. When you start an argument, start with this sentence. It's not against you. Yes. Then make your point. Yes. Start. It changes I'm everything. I'm on your side. Yeah. It's but not against you, honey. Yeah, this is Here's what's how up. I feel. I love that. This, I love that. It's not against you. Take away the tension. Take Remember away that. the defensiveness yes. immediately. Good idea. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that tattooed on my day. forehead so when he's looking at me it's and we're having a disagreement. It's not against you. You should have a flag. <laughs> a flag. It's not against you. But it has to be the French flag. A French flag? Yeah, it can't be French the white flag, like surrender? Well, so if, yeah, or that because the French flag is the flag of love. Aw. So it's That's not against idea. you. That's a good idea. He's yeah. going to be like, why are you waving a flag when we're having an argument? You look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things you can do to sabotage your chances for lasting love. Let's touch on some more of those when we come back with The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about ways that you can be sabotaging your relationship and maybe you don't even know it, mm-hmm. Simon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we touched on something about um, getting defensive And I mentioned something just off the air about arguing and fighting Mm -hmm. and how it's so important because um, if you did, if you missed it, I was saying that my husband and I, when we have arguments, he cuts me off all the time and it's so frustrating Mm -hmm. and it takes me to a different level of angry. Now I'm irate. So (laughs) um, it's, it's hard when you live with someone and that's one of the, when people say relationships are work, these are one of the things that feel like work because you're going to have disagreements when you live together with somebody. It's inevitable. It's the way you have disagreements that's the work. You have to fight the right way. Have you changed the way you have disagreement, Angie, over the last 10 years or you've been together? Mm, no, we haven't. No. <laughs> okay. Nope. I'm, try- I'm really trying to, and I know that we're both working on it. We have been working toward making that better because we both agree that when things get very heated – that both of us are like pit bulls and we won't back. We, neither of us want to back down. What is the rule of engagement? So when you look back at all the fights, all the arguments at home for silly things, where do you see the similar beginning and you know it's heading to a tough argument? Um, I think this, the similar beginning is lack of uh, understanding how somebody feels. Like um, if I have a bad day, uh, I'm stressed. Yes. Um, and then maybe my husband would take something personal if I'm being quiet or if oh, I'm, I'm okay. you know, and it's something like that. He'll take it personal and I'll be like, babe, I'm just having a long day. Well, blah, 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 blah. I'm having a bad day too. And it just kind of like nobody's having a respect for anybody's what they're dealing with on a day to day basis because we have our own lives yeah. and then we come together and maybe yeah. we're not both having the best day. Now, what is usually what upsets you the most? Oh, and you started. Oh, and I started it? Yes, I want to know how you I started it. I never started. <laughs> oh, and gee. You know what? Let's talk about what yes. I do 
bad just, Angie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> bad, it, bad Angie. It takes, it takes two, Simon. That, and, it takes two to tango yep, and to be together. So. Absolutely. And I certainly have my moments. So we'll talk about that when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about sabotage in your relationship and how to fight fair. Sometimes people fight dirty. It's mm-hmm. inevitable when you live with someone for a long time. It is. Angie, tell us all. Tell us all what? <laughs> how do you start? What's the, what, what is the one, one thing you do and, and how you fight bad? Or what's the dirty? trigger? What's the trigger? First of all, what's the trigger? You honestly can say, I started this. I usually start. Um, I think the trigger can be like if I feel uh, ignored, if I feel like I'm not getting attention, I'll start poking, you know, I'll poke at my husband, uh, verbal jabs at him. Let's say he hasn't been paying attention for a while. I'm feeling neglected. Maybe. Okay. Maybe he's on his computer. I'll be like. What's so important on your computer right now? Instead of saying, hey, you know, I'll start it that way and it'll be, well, babe, I'm trying to work. What do you think? I mean, you know, what do you think makes you not saying, you know, how I I really feel? I miss you. I would like to spend. What is now that you look Because I don't want to be a nag. And I feel like if I say, I miss you, can't you stay home tonight? He'll be like, oh, look at the wife is nagging me. I got to stay home. I can't even hang out with my friends, which is not the case. He gets to do but, whatever he wants. But, but you would feel so much better if you said that. I would feel like a nag. And you, I never, I'm never. i afraid I, I of being you, a naggy babe. wife. No, I, w- I, I can say I miss you. Um, and then he'll be like, oh, because I miss you too. We'll spend time together this weekend. And then I'll be like, but that's not what I meant. Stay home tonight. Can tonight. you stay home? Yes. But then I feel like I would be nagging. Okay. And then how do you end the fight? Uh, I usually walk away, and while I'm walking away and slamming doors, I'm screaming obscenities. Um, <laughs> and, and that's usually how it goes. And then he and then, is mad yeah, at me go, for a gets, day. Yeah. And he gets it, and then... Uh, well, we have advice for you. Maybe you could give me some advice. This feels like my therapy evening, Simon. I'm airing it all good, out. Good, good. And you're good. You're good, though. You're giving me great advice. Thank you. But if you need some advice from Simon, clearly I'm not the one this evening. <laughs> <laughs> give us a call, 855-905-8255. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hi, Simon. Bonsoir, Angie. How are you doing this evening? I am doing very well and yourself. Very, very good. Although I'm airing out a little bit too much of uh, how crazy I am when I talk about how I fight with my husband. No, and... that's, that's, <laughs> no I love when you tell us like it is. Well, thank you. I'm a little afraid that people are, are going to think I'm nuts. But anyway, um, <laughs> somebody's probably on the phone right now. Uh, yes, I see the actually. whole button blinking. Somebody does think I'm nuts. Uh, 855-905-8255 <laughs> if you want to chime in. Let's go to the phone. Winchester. Virginia. This is Otis. Hey, Otis. Bonjour, Otis. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. It's going good. How are you? Good. Well, I basically heard you talking about the problems you have with your husband, and I'm in the same situation. I'll be on my laptop doing work. I do a lot of work from home, mm-hmm. and my wife will just start yelling at me to get off the laptop. She'll, she'll start giving me a hard time, and it's just like, I, I got to get work done, and you know, I can't be paying attention to her right then and there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And you think she's, yeah, like, doing what I do, like, pick fights with you instead of what? Yeah, Saying I need some time. Yeah, me instead of, like, you know, talk. Like, like, it's like, hey, when I get done with the work, I'll pay attention to you. But, I like, now I've got to get this done because I work mainly from home. If I don't get this work done, we're not going to eat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that's kind of how it happens with me, too. It's usually my husband works from home a lot as well. And so then I feel like I'm always seeing him on his computer or his phone not thinking, you know, he's doing work. He's He has to do this. And I, I do need to be, 
you know, just tell them how I feel instead of beating around the bush. Um, I think women do that a lot. We we are we sort of don't get to the point and we make you guys guess what's really going on, which isn't fair. So true. Don't Angie, you think? <laughs> this is so true. I mean, honestly, yeah, I, I, yeah, they, they, yeah. If she was just honest with me a little bit more, instead of just screaming at me, I would probably like I would I, I would I, you know I want to have a conversation where we set aside time and we can do things. But you know, the problem is when you work from home, people don't think you're ever actually working. You know, totally, they totally. Don't know, like <laughs> they need to see a manager in front of you to know that you're working. But if right. you're by yourself, they just assume that you're playing World of Warcraft or something. Right. Like, that. like I don't, I don't, I don't see the spreadsheets in front of you. I assume you're on TMZ, just like reading gossip and not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have somebody yelling at you, then you must not be working. But I am. And then when I'm done working, I want to relax a little bit. And I'm basically in the same room where I work. It's the same room where I relax, the living room. What and the... I just think she probably thinks that I'm just goofing off all day. But, right, you know, right. I just wish she'd have a conversation with me so I could show her what I'm doing. What is one of the things we all have to learn from, from women is that, you know, women relax by talking, by having a conversation. We relax by quiet time. It's a two yeah. different way for us to relax. We like the quiet time after work. Or you I like quiet time too. I after do. Work or yeah. do you like to talk Yo, about what happened during I, the day? I think for me, I like the quiet time after work because I talk for a living. So okay. I'm talking for like nine hours a day. And sometimes I get home and I want to chill, but I want to chill even just being on the couch together and watching a show together. At least we're together. And that's where the where because, I need to okay. communicate it, don't you think? I, I agree. You need to communicate. But I think also men have a, a need to be left alone. About 30 minutes to need an hour time. after work. Even if he works at home, you need to leave him alone for at least 30 minutes, at least. Decompressing. They need to decompress. Totally, totally Angie. We, yeah, we have we, to learn from each other because we're different. Yeah, we, we do. And um, I totally get what you're saying, Otis. I will apologize on behalf of your wife uh, for <laughs> doing that to you because, um, you know, I know where she's coming from. And I know it's probably really frustrating to you. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate your input. Thank you so much. At least I know I'm not alone in my crazy. Oh, you're not crazy. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Otis, for calling. We are Thank taking calls. Yes. Thanks, Otis. Good luck. 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel. Angie Taylor. I feel like I had a therapy session this evening. We, we had a great show. We, we did have a great, a great show. show. I've learned so much about you and, and how you react. And it's so it's so interesting and so real. And thanks for sharing. Well, you're welcome. I feel like Simon's like, I learned so much about you. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things I said, which, which you call the Simonism, right? Of Simonism, Simonism, yes. Simonism. Is I said something Simon that says. Simon says, I observed, you know, over, mm-hmm. over the years, is that men should always let the woman finish their sentences, their arguments. And women should always let their man finish in bed. <laughs> It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of ooh but it's true. It's true it's because both are painful, equally frustrating, right? And painful. Do never interrupt a woman when she's telling you something. Never. Have the decency to stop. Let her finish her sentence. But in the bedroom, Let when the ooh happens, <laughs> you, please don't interrupt your man in you, the middle of the ooh I'm going to have uh, that part where you say, always let a woman finish her thoughts, her arguments. And I'm going to put that on the loop. <laughs> And when an argument begins in the house, I'm going to play it over the speakers in the house. And so, oh, it's, so it's just wafting, yes, wafting around I, I don't in know the if air. Jason will appreciate that. Jason will be like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. No, but it's true. It is very true. I mean, and, and that for us, man, we have to learn it, Angie. I wish somebody told me that when I was 20 years old. Yeah. No, you know what? It's, Nobody told me that, you know. Do as we say. 
Not as we do sometimes, right? Yes. Listen to Simon. He knows what he's talking about. If you missed anything on the show today, you can listen to the podcast on the iHeart app. Search Rendezvous or go to simonandangie.com where you can also see episodes of In Bed with Simon. Uh, Yes, of course. So with your humble servant in the middle of a mall. Yes. In public. With wonderful couples, and we talk about love, sex, relationship. We talked about whole paths. We talked about when it's time to move in. I love it. And what you find the closet of your partner. I love it. it. Yeah, and more to come. So in bed with Simon, either Tuesday night on FYI or 24-7, seven days a week on SimonAndAngie.com. Yes, this has been The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Bonne nuit, Simon. Bonne nuit, Angie Taylor. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.